What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 197th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and sometimes with me and sometimes able to hear me is my good friend, Wink. Wink. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, Wink. guys? Let everybody know what's going no, not on. Much. What is going How on? How are you guys doing? You doing well today? Or is it... No, that's not my internet messing up. I was just messing with you. How's it going, man? Um, it, it was working, to be honest with you. Because your video was still cutting. And I'm like... Oh, God. Is this happening? I have no idea what's going on. But um, my internet is having... The, you may it may be hard to believe this unless you're in the live stream, but it is having the worst night it's ever had. I mean, this is a whole new level of it hates me. My God, Ugh. <laughs> I, I'm starting to think it hates me. Uh, it hates it hates <laughs> everyone. It's uh, the it's it's basically Skynet. Um, it's here to destroy my life, so <laughs> um, this is ridiculous. But we're on to the show finally, so um, hopefully, ho- hopefully the tech issues are out of the way, and we'll have a wonderful show. That's the idea here. Yay! Um, but we pulled together some pretty cool topics. Just wanted to. I think. I'm excited to talk about. Heck them. yeah! So that's that's new. That's <laughs> that is true. That is true. So um, what was this? pretty exciting news about our favorite tv show all right so apparently every single week we get some new information and for those that don't want to know just hit that plus 15 seconds a few times on your uh podcast player but turns out katie sackoff if you don't know her she was uh really awesome in battlestar galactica even in uh god what was that western show she was in anyways Katie Sackhoff has been signed on to play Bo-Katan Kreese in Mandalorian Season 2. So Very cool. I'm pretty freaking stoked about that. And uh, Wink doesn't have any idea who that is. Um, I've, I've seen do. her before. <laughs> she plays a, She played in a show that I really liked. I can't recall what it was, though. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. I meant the character, not her. Okay. I meant the character, yeah. not her. Well, I, I've seen a lot of people excited <laughs> about her because she... Uh, didn't didn't she play it in the animated? She played the same character. Yes, so, I believe yes. so. She so played she's the, reprising she was the voice role, actor, basically. actress. Yeah, works out pretty well, I'd say. I I love the actress, so that's awesome. 
once again, we don't know if it's more than like a flashback or she's actually in the episodes. But if I ever heard to venture a guess, we know how Mandalorian season one ended. And you see, I don't know how deep I want to yeah, get into this. Anyways. Let's not spoiler, but you, you, you know what the thing is that you yeah, saw that's kind of exciting. Yeah. You know what you saw at the end of season yep. one. So Bo-Katan kind of plays a role in that. Ah, so it might just be a flashback. You yeah. never know. Cool, but so that yeah. should be that should be pretty fun. Kind of excited about that, but um, man, uh, I, I have one really important question though before we get to Swaga. All right, let's hear it. Hey boys, it's your favorite time of the day—the time where we all pop our tops off and relax. This week, I popped the cork. <laughs> um, I I got a I got a long day tomorrow. Uh, this is kind of exciting. Um, so the house that I lived in when we started this podcast, I am officially closing on tomorrow and selling it. It will be gone out of my life. I am very excited. Um, but I've got a long day tomorrow, work and stuff, since we're doing the podcast early on Thursday. So I am having just a glass of wine. This is one of my favorite wines. It's uh, the Dark Horse. It's a Cabernet. It's like seven bucks. It's stupid cheap and it's super delicious. Big fan. Nice. Well, I would show the can on stream, but it's green, so it's going to look really weird. Oh, yeah, you can see all of Mandalore through the, or just not Mandalore, Mustafar through my can. Nice. Now. <laughs> That's too funny. All right, anyways, it's a Mountain Dew amp. I got energy drinks tonight. Ah, cool. So Okay. I'm just drinking energy drinks. I'm going to get a, not I'm going to have to go idea. get up another one of these because if the podcast has started on time, it might've lasted through the yeah. whole thing, but since it didn't, well, I'm probably going to need, I already had my coffee. I desperately needed it. Um, well, I needed it for what I was doing right before we started having technical issues and trying to use the internet. Um, I'm working on a couple videos. I've got them mostly done. Uh, I've been telling you guys for weeks I'm going to do this, and I'm finally doing it. Um, I have an assault battle video, and it kind of ranks and covers all the assault battles, and I have an Imperial Trooper video. So um, I think that's going to be pretty cool and exciting because I go into some pretty good breakdown. I think uh, more in-depth breakdown than I've ever done on Imperial Troopers, uh, even more so than I've ever done on this podcast about making it work and turn meter gains and making it awesome and all that sort of stuff so um yeah very nice well that'll be good i know you got a few more or a few of them relic now so a lot of a lot of uh fun times going in with them relicking imperial trooper hell i think that just leads us into our first topic hey guys what did you do in swoga this week Man, uh, what a week in Swaga. Um, not only for us, but for the game in general. So, Ma was officially the first guild to hit 33 stars in the Dark Side GOTB. Craziness. Yeah. Congrats to those guys. I know that there's a few of them that listen to the show, so congrats, guys. That's awesome. That was, that's a pretty big feat. Uh be the first ones too. That's awesome. You guys earned that separatist commander title that you can wear now proudly that no one else will ever get. So that's mm-hmm. pretty sweet. 
Congrats to you guys. Yeah, that's really cool. And um, man, was their GP like 367 or something? Crazy. I think they like the average was seven. Yeah, was it seven something. Yeah, seven point three. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Seven point three. That's insanity. That's a that's a lot of GP. I'm at. Yeah, I'm no closing doubt. in on five point nine. I and I am. I'm not even close to sniffing the sevens. Like it's yeah, as a lot of galactic power. <laughs> but congrats to those guys. With great galactic power comes great galactic responsibility. Yes, exactly. Um, I, I, do, are we ever going to see the road ahead? That's what my. You know what? I feel like this is okay. This they is need a, some Google Maps or something. This is my guess. It's, it's because we had to do the podcast on a Thursday this week. They'll release it tomorrow. Pro- after. Probably true. Probably true. Uh, I'm, I'm like almost guaranteed. Yeah. Because that's the way everything always happens. That would not surprise me at all. But it also wouldn't surprise me for them to release it on May 31st either. Yeah, right. Come on. (sighs) We're all waiting. We all want it. God, it needs to be Hmm. good. If just it needs to be good, it needs to be good. It needs to be good. Fingers crossed. I saw a Reddit post this week. Uh, I forget. I think the guy's name was Keith. Well, that's okay. So I saw a Reddit post and then a Cubs fan Han made a video about the Reddit post, but it was really good stuff. Um, But basically it talked about all the QAs leading up to now and how they've been talking about this thing that they've been building to make it easier to make content. Uh So maybe that's part of the announcement and we'll start a flow of content this year like they've talked about for so long. Yeah. I hope so because kind of a pretty. I mean, they've been talking about this ambitious year for a while. So, I mean, if they can actually deliver on that and getting us actual content, because there's starting to become a lot of competitors to Swaga. There's the Disney Sources Arena. There's uh, there was like the Lego game and like seventy five other games. They're kind of the exact same as Swaga and. Man, Swaga needs to separate itself and kind of take back that number one role if it, you know, wants to stay the top dog. I want to, I want, I was going to send this to you, and I hate talking about this on this show, but I'm going to anyway, just because of how well this is run, in my opinion. Okay. So, I, like I said, I've been playing MSF now for like eight months. Right. Every single Friday, they come out with a blog post. Every Friday. Even if there's not a ton of information in it, That's they communicate of. with their community. They tell everyone new stuff. Like Even if it's just to say, hey, look out this next week because these events are coming or whatever. Every week they do that. Now check out this mess, right? This was posted on Reddit by their community manager. There was recently an issue where players were erroneously giving 50 shards of a character that's really powerful in that game right mm-hmm. you know what their response to those 50 shards that they gave out to certain players and not others no. was they're giving out 50 shards to everyone and in the in the end everyone's going to end up with 100 shards of that character instead of taking away from people or you know trying wow. to search out you know where this is where they can take it back they're actually just giving it to everyone. That's that's I mean, crazy. I, I mean, 
I kind of remember you, a, we're, we're going to kind of reminisce a little bit here later in the podcast, but I mean, that's kind of what Swagai used to do in a way. Like when there was a screw up, they would like send us a bunch of crystals or, you know, like it was like they would make you feel good whenever there was an issue. But nowadays, none of that. Like no well, communication. I, I, literally, I literally posted this in podcast chat today on Discord. Since my birthday, actually, there have been two comments from the community manager. Yeah, that's insane. Two. How are you managing a community with two responses to anything? Well, now granted, there are a couple posts that are like, one was a post of like the Mandalorian's intro video from YouTube. One was the congratulations to Ma. And then, like, two comments on anyone else's post. There's literally no communication right now. It's it's just, I don't know, it's just too, it's hard to fathom what is going on right now with this. I hope that somehow, once that road ahead comes out, once there's hopefully positivity around where the game is going to be going in the next few months, that the communication starts flowing again. Because I don't know if you remember this as well. When they shut down the former game changer server that we had that was our last connection to cg basically when they shut that down they even said then that they were working on something else something better yeah to keep communication going with content creators and with the community with betas and all this kind of stuff and there's never been a word about that either well, like there's literally nothing so they brought out that when update is that thing the what going there to- was a website thing they brought out where it would give you status on updates and that sort of stuff but I, that hasn't been updated since December. Right. It's like so. I went on that the other day. It's not even been updated at all. What, what? I mean, I feel like they put so many resources into a lot of things, and then just like, why do you put all resources into these things if you're not going to use them? If you're going to build it and then just not use it, it's. I don't know. I don't know. I I really don't get it. It doesn't make me feel optimistic about the future of the game, and I want to be future you know, optimistic about the future of the game. I mean, um, I love talking about the game, playing the game, been playing it for a long ass time at this point, and I want to keep going, but stuff like that just doesn't make me feel great about the state of it. And, I, you know, I really wish, I really wish there was something that made us feel better, and man, hopefully this road ahead will deliver, but I don't know. We'll see. I just feel like there's got to be some kind of gate holding everyone back at the moment and once i don't know what that gate is and once it opens hopefully there's a lot more talking but i mean this game doesn't even have like an official the only official thing for this game is the forums there's no red there's no uh twitter account like directly for this game there is the ea star wars one but you know yeah eh, i wouldn't really count that it's just there's no there's no place to look except starwars.com now apparently. Yeah. I haven't been yeah. on there this week. So maybe there's something on there that I've missed. I don't know, but I don't know, just crazy. Agreed. Well, let's go ahead and talk about so. our actual weekend swaga um before we get down a very very deep rabbit hole. Um so this week I took Death Trooper to Relic 5, um remodded him a little bit. Nice. 
Remodded my Imperial Troopers, um, did a bunch of analyzing on setting them up turn order wise to optimize the turn meter gain and all that sort of stuff. And that is what the video I am uh, almost done making is going to talk about. So you can check that out this weekend on making a super badass Imperial Trooper team. Um, so in this territory battle we're in, I took it in against a... So I have two relics on that team. I took it in against a Night Sister squad that had four relics. I think they were all relic three. Um, and I, I just kind of wanted to see what would happen. And, well, my death trooper went and he lived up to his name. Um, he... I used his uh, death sentence or... Damn, what... Uh, Terminate, terminate. Um, I used. It's like death sentence. <laughs> it is basically Judge a death jury sentence. execution. Yeah. <laughs> well, he hit he hit Asajj Ventress for almost 132k. I mean, that's gonna basically take out anyone, right? So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's a nice nice shot. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty pretty awesome. So, um, I'm very excited about this uh, Imperial trooper squad that i have been working on for well a little while at this point but um the big question i had was i am trying to figure out uh, so biston scarefable pathfinder and snow trooper i think those are the next three gear 13s i'm gonna do but pathfinder and snow trooper both need the same gear i want i, I don't know who to go first um because Pathfinder has the benefit of the U-Wing, which I I like using a lot. A really fast U-Wing is super nasty. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, But, you know, it's like, then I use my Imperial Trooper team. I'm like, you know, if Snow was a little bit more deadly, that'd be pretty cool. But, um, damn, dude, I, just, I don't know. I'm on the fence. I can't decide. I might go Pathfinder. I might go Pathfinder. I don't know. But... Um, I really didn't do a whole lot other than, you know, taking him up, uh, Death Trooper up a gear level, and... You just you uh, just gave me... I gave you what? I don't know what the word would be. An idea? <laughs> no, so there's a guy... The only people that'll get this is people that play Apex Legends, which is my the game I enjoy the most right now. Okay. And the main the character I played was is Pathfinder, but they just released an update on Tuesday that nerfed him into the ground and he's almost unplayable. Oh, so sucks. every time you said Pathfinder, it was giving me a uh, flashback gotcha. gotcha. to that nerf. And it's I'm, every time I hear you out of the corner of my corner of my ear, every time sure. I hear you say Pathfinder, I just like triggers well, me. That's, Anyways, that's not good. Sorry. That is not no. good. Um, so the only other thing I did this week was from the assault battle event. I believe it was today. I got a mod. And when I say I got a mod, I mean, I got one of the mods I've been waiting for. Absolutely waiting for. It is a health set bonus, obviously. Protection primary plus, not a circle, but a plus hit 20 speed. 20 speed on that bad boy. I only have... I think I only had three mods that were protection primary pluses that were double digit speed. Three. Like, I, if it is a plus 
and protection primary i buy it out of the store no matter what i be just because i i need some with e- at least de- like 10 to 12 speed would be amazing if i had like four of them i would be so freaking happy but um i landed one today with 20 so i was i was pretty pumped i am super excited about that that's me with any triangle that goes above double digit speed because i have very little of them and then yeah. it drives me nuts so i'm always looking for those um so that pretty much covers my week not much else exciting but um how'd your how'd the, your gac go um uh, easy i mopped the whole thing up in one shot except for one squad because i was trying to be it with my imperial troopers i didn't think it was gonna go well and it didn't i was trying to get that feat uh so yeah oh well um but uh, other than that, it went really well. I think I got 25, 40 something. He didn't even attack. It was an auto set defense. Um, so I had to face a lot of really good Uh-oh. characters. Well, that'll mop the floor for sure. Makes sense. Um, but uh, right. Shenatate asked in the live chat about my Scarecrow Pathfinder and what I would use him with. Um, Yes, I do like using him with uh, CLS. I, I don't really use him with much right now. But if he was gear 13, I would have his ship would be way faster, which is really that's the important part to me. But um, one thing I do actually kind of like doing with Pathfinder, not great in 3v3. However, in 5v5, he can actually pair pretty well with like, a Newt, Dooku, Django, and Decca team, just because he's the lone rebel and everyone else stealths, and he will get he'll get a buff and then he'll revive. It can it can be kind of annoying. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that's I think that's probably what I would do with it. I'm not sure. I'm not really that worried about it as far as like you know using the character for it's strictly about the ship more than anything. Um, <laughs> you read chat <laughs> uh y- yes yes um Gr- grande is <laughs> giving me hell for calling it a plus mod it is the plus cross whatever you want to call it that i was talking about but uh yeah uh grande is from texas so he he definitely understands um us oklahomans and i mean he he probably didn't even need to watch Tiger King with subtitles to understand what was going on. So, <laughs> <laughs> Carol Baskin. Uh, oh, I saw the so totally off topic, but actually it's on that topic. But um, I saw the funniest thing on Facebook uh, that was, you know, these murder hornets or whatever they are. Um, it was a thing of the mm. Tiger King. Where he's calling them Baskin bees. I was like, that's that's pretty funny. Yeah, I did see funny. that. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Pretty great. Yeah, I, Tiger King memes are probably some of the best out there. No lie. Um. All right. So what did what did you do this week, sir? What did I do this week? Oh well, uh, Emperor Palpatine. Finally, I would, let me just say this first off. I. To not understand going a week and a half without getting droid collars from the freaking pit raid. Like, seriously. It's come rough, on. man. I I 
three of the characters I'm trying to gear right now are all stuck at droid colors. Yeah. I used them because I finally got 50 by Ooh. buying them with guild energy, uh, buying them or getting guild donations. I finally got Palpatine yeah. to gear 13. So I now have Palpatine relic. Uh, but f- let's see, who is it? Hux is waiting for gear 12 on a Android colors. And who's that other dude? Sith Trooper is waiting for a droid color. So at some point, I'm going to uh, finish those two, or at least get them to the next area. But those droid colors, man, Pit needs to start dropping them. Or that would be nice. I'm going to have some real problems. The So I got Palpatine to gear 13. I finished Fox's relics for... The Galactic Legend event. So Fox is now Relic 5. Hell yeah. Uh, I got Phasma to gear 13. So now I'm going to start working on her relics to Relic 5. And okay. once I finish that, probably uh, in a couple days, once I finish getting enough s- signal data, uh, that would finish off Phase 2 of the Galactic Legend Rex. And so then I'll just really need to do the the two new characters and the TIE pilots. And then I'll be good. So we're slowly getting there. I got them to six stars. I just need the last hundred shards for each of them. And then uh, they'll be seven stars and good to go. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted to mention this. 3v3 did not go well for me. Uh It was was bad. I need to set a better defense. And it's just you look at teams and you think, this works in 5v5. Let me take a few out, and it should work in 3v3, and did not for me. So I need to look, think a little bit harder about that. I think I lost by, like, 200 points. Whoa. I cleared. Damn. I, I cleared, and I still lost by 200 points, I think. So Good Lord, man. The did not go well for me, but no. one team I wanted to mention I used that was actually worked really well okay. was Newt, Dooku, and L3. Yeah, I can see that. I would... That would uh, when I when when you're running through the bottom not the bottom of your roster but you you've kind of disabled teams by using three man teams and then you got like two extras here and there you kind of just start experimenting and that one actually got a win on the first try so nice so that's totally that's kind of that. what I was talking about with Scarable Pathfinder is like throwing a non separatist tank in with. Newt and Dooku can be very annoying. I don't understand what it is that makes it so annoying. It's just hard to get around because yeah, the stealth. So it's not just taunt ignore you need. It's like a mass dispel that you also need. Plus the, you know, Newt's just amazing on defense because of the damage that he does. He's great at stealing banners. Um, I, I like it. Yeah, it's good team. It's. Yeah, it was super fun. I, I there were a couple. There was a Phasma lead I used that had no other first order in it that got a win. I wish I could remember who was in that one. Uh, I think it was, I think it was Phasma Bays and like a damage dealer. God, I wish I could remember who it was. Wait, you know, you I took can a go picture of it look. and then I went through my. F- uh, who won? Yes. Just, well, you can do it in the GAC history, but that has to up. No, 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 no. Go, um, no, go, go to Grand Arena, and then hit Enter, and then hit the left arrow, and you can go back to round one and see 
see the offense and defense and everything. Right, but I can't see who I used to defeat their defense. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't see what you used. I thought you meant... That's what I'm talking about. Okay, I thought you meant what you said on defense. No, no, no. This is what what the team with Phasma was that I used on offense. I can't... Until they update Swaga. Right. I thought... thought, Sorry, I thought you were talking about defense. My bad. Um, Nice. Yeah. Nope. I don't want to make a shout out real quick. I, I got to find out the dude's name. Um, took a lot of pressure off of me to get this done because everyone asked me every 3v3. But if you haven't seen this guy, Colin Swugga's graphic for 3v3, it is really good. Is it the one somebody posted in our Discord the other day? It is. Yeah. Uh, I got, I'm going to post the link in chat if people are interested in it. But it's really good. So shout out to this guy for posting this and making this. It's really good, and uh, it should help you out a lot. Yeah. But I I didn't love all the teams that are on there, but it's I mean it. it I, I still don't love all the teams on my original document. So that I'm is true you. too. Yeah. It's just a. Yeah. It's just a. It's a good uh, guide, and it's really easy to yeah. read. Like it's it's sleek looking. Yeah, for sure. So shout out to him. Good job. Indeed, I agree. Um, yeah, my guy didn't even attack, so I can't tell you if any of the defense I said was worth the crap. Who knows? Who the hell knows? Yeah, you have to wait another round to find yeah. out. Yeah, you, I, this is why I said I needed to set a different defense. Everything I set got one shot except for a... Uh, what, I don't... Let me see. Okay. It was... Something a little unconventional, or maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just bounty hunters. I know it involved a bounty hunter, but my memory is that of a goldfish. So obviously, I could not tell you off the top of my head what it was. I I, I recorded so, all of my battles. Um, I may up if people are interested. I may upload those on our YouTube channel. No audio or anything. Just throw them up there so you can kind of run through and see what I did, you know, or something. But if if you're interested in that, let me know and I can do that. But. Um, I was actually going to send it to you so you could play it during the live stream, but you know, I forgot and oh, heck hates me. It, it was just boss lead, all gear 12 boss lead, Boba Django got me one defense. That was the only team that got it. Let's be honest. That is a pretty good team. <laughs> yeah. I, I soloed somebody with, uh, with Django. Oh yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. That guy's a beast. Yeah, it was. Especially if you have a good one, it was pretty awesome. I was quite thrilled. Um, yeah. So, um, oh yeah, and Shantae mentions a really good point. If if you're unaware, do not underestimate Geos in three v three. Your Treya does not work nearly as well because they don't have as many attacks to drain their health down as quickly. Um, it is amazing how much 3v3 changes things. I mean, like, Malak is way better in 3v3 because, like, so many of the counters require four or five characters to beat it. Uh, bugs seem to get a really big boost. Gas, I think, kind of gets a nerf in 3v3. But it's kind of weird how some of these, um, you know, some of these yeah, teams just really change dramatically. Well, it's exactly why I said last week that I like like three v three because the 
the uh, there's much more theory. The theory crafting is different, right? Because you know, so many things depend on team comp, and if you can't build the team with all the correct pieces, it can totally neuter someone. So, no. So I have a. Um, th- this was actually in my arena chat. This is. Where is it? Um, oh, I, I uh, ah, here it is. Hey, boys. Do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So uh, I got a very big, big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. <laughs> this I found to be a very big tip. And here's the deal. With Galactic Legend Ray... Um, somebody said they tried this and it did actually work. So send in like a Jawa, like one Jawa. Galactic Ray goes first. She sucks her health down. You can basically do that and make her burn her damage immunity so that you can then go in with a strong team and you don't have to worry about getting around her damage immunity. So basically torpedo her. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, we're uh, we're talking about that in my arena chat. Uh, s- you know, s- somebody in my arena that a guild guildmate that actually did that and confirmed that that it works. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, if you guys uh, have any success with that, uh, get a video of it and send it to me. I would like to see how that works. I do not have anyone in this grand arena round that has. A Galactic Legend Ray. There are multiple Galactic Legend Kylos, but no Rays. So, well, odds are since you have one, you're going to see one. So, I'm curious if anyone in chat without a Galactic Legend has seen one yet. That's a good question. I haven't. I don't. I haven't looked through the rosters of everyone in my GAC, so I don't know for sure if anyone has one in mind. But for the most part, it's been weird. My experience is if I don't have something, a lot of the times I don't see it. Yeah. At least as far as that goes. That's understandable. Or big. Yeah. That's Well, I mean, that I that's usually the way it works just because there, it usually takes these obscure characters that most people don't have geared up. So if you have that character, you've geared up all these obscure characters and playing your GP. So, uh, you know, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, very true. Very true. Alrighty, um, let's go ahead and move on to a pretty f- fun topic, I think. Um, Strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. Alright, so, um, we have the updated, that's why I played that, the updated uh, Geo or light side territory battle, which is the Genos one. Of course, been out a while, but you know, I had to, I had to find something to use. Um, so we're going to bang your head against the wall territory battle. Uh, yes. My favorite game mode. Um, I know I'm on an Island, but that's fine. We're going to talk about our five favorite relic characters for the light side territory battle. And doesn't need necessarily need to be five best or, you know, anything like that. Just five characters that we really love in the light side territory battle that we have found to be very helpful or that we think you may find to be very helpful. 
So I'll be curious to see if we have any of the same ones on this list. I'm betting we will. I'm betting we will too because <laughs> you're doing better as far as waves go than me. So Yeah. Well, so yeah, I've been doing I've been doing pretty well. I'm hoping to hit 40 waves this territory battle. We'll see how that goes, but um I will tell you this. The first one on my list is key to many of those waves, and that's my boy, Joe Lee. Jolie Bindo, he is an absolute monster at relic levels. It completely changes him getting all the extra health, modding him with a ton of health. He carries a team. Um, he absolutely carries Literally, a team. on his back, yes. carries the team. Like, While everyone else is getting absolutely demolished, yep. he's just bringing them back so that you can get through it. Just like Luke was carrying Hermit Yoda on Dagobah, Jolie carries the Jedi. It is ridiculous. Um Got a five stack of people on, or four stack of people on Jolie's back as they're running around the arena yep. on Geonosis. Yep, one hundred percent. It's uh, it's good stuff. Um, I, I absolutely love him. I think he's an amazing investment because you can really just have only him gear thirteen and still have some unbelievable success. Um, just because honestly, most of these Jedi, if you relic them, they don't get any more survivable. I mean, they're they're still super squishy. They still die constantly, but it doesn't matter because you have Joe Lee. Um, so Joe Lee is like the rest of these characters. I don't really have ranked, but Joe Lee's number one. Like that's the only one I'm going to rank because I feel that confident. I think he is the best return on investment for light side territory battle. I agree because I did it and it instantly made my Jedi team better. Well, that's good to hear. uh, What what team? What team? Just a standard uh, minus minus uh, Kenobi plus Hermit Yoda. Okay. Yep. But I mean, that's what I. I've got a Gear Twelve Revan, a Relic Four Bendo, a Relic Four Yoda, uh, and I think Bastard Sean's Gear Twelve and Hermit Yoda's Gear Eleven. So. It's not the best geared team, but it always gets one wave, and a lot of the time it can get two. So, which is kind of oh, yeah. d- depressing to say in a four wave battle that hey, I'm getting two bad, I'm getting two waves yeah. with this team. But with how hard it is, that's actually an accomplishment. So, uh, one to two waves for sure every time, and that's mainly because of Joe Lee at a relic level being able to bring everyone back. So, yeah, that, uh, yeah, I just it's awesome. Um, I think the best I did with I think whenever I only had Jolie relic, well, actually, no, it was him and Grandmaster Yoda. Um, I was able to get three out of four pretty regularly, um, and I usually get four out of four now with uh, the whole team's relic. But um, yeah, J- Jolie is a beast. Love that dude. Um. So he was on your list as well. So I'll go ahead and move on to my next one. And that would be my... Well, why don't we switch back and forth so I actually can say one? (laughs) Or you're just going to say all of mine. Well, actually, I don't have this one on my list. So yeah, go. This is all you. Well, I was going to do this one. So Uh, I'm going to say fives 
for one oh, reason. Oh, okay. And that's cam shards. <laughs> I kind of have him for a slightly different reason, but that is understandable. Because if you if you're doing if you're trying to get cam shards and you don't have the five zeta, it's going to be that's true. We're no leagues beyond doable for you, in my opinion. Yep. Obviously, if he gets one shot first, or not one shot, but just killed first, you're in trouble. You're kind of screwed. <laughs> but uh, once he gives all his stats to everyone else on that team, that uh, that mission becomes a lot more possible than it would be while he was still alive. So I'd say, as far as that goes, and as far as waves go too, um, you want him. But thing is, like, well, I don't know. He, he's so, a good one to have die as well in the combat missions but as far as the zeta goes for the best thing for your guild getting those cam shards i'd say that five zeta is almost required so almost it probably is required i think cam shards are great but the reason i have fives on my list is for the combat missions because you can have gear 12 characters that become tanky as hell because five fives dies i mean he basically makes three other... Like, if you're using a Shock T clones team, he basically makes the other three clones, even if they're good 12, he basically makes them relic level survivable, relic level damage output. Um, I mean, it's, it is. It's absolutely awesome. He is, he's amazing with that stat sharing deal. It's, it's awesome. Absolutely awesome. Yeah, Love if it. you're looking to relic your 501st, the first place to start, is fives yep relic five so you all those stats go to your other clones because even if they're gear 11 or gear 12 while he's relicked out once he die, once he sacrifices himself for one of your lower geared clones they're going to supercharge so yep uh, that would be the place to start if you're using if you don't have even if you don't have gas and you're using shock as the leader for the clones hat if you're going to gear up those clones, uh, getting ready to go, fives is the way to go to start. Oh, yeah. Because of the fact that he just makes them ridiculous. Yep. 100% true. So. And kind of in that same logic comes my next one, and that is going to be R2-D2. Um, the reason I love R2-D2 is because of, of course, the stat sharing is amazing. But more than that is he fits on so many teams. I mean, if you want to try to get zero waves with Rebels, you can do that with R2 on it. Uh, if you want to use Padme, R2 fits amazing on Padme. You want to use um, Resistance? Guess what? R2 is your guy. He is such a versatile character, and especially on like a resistance team, that you can kind of get by with a lot of gear 12 characters. I mean, he can make everyone so much survivable. He gets the extra speed, which is great. But more than anything is, it's that number crunch Zeta. It is still an amazing Zeta. The stat sharing is absolutely awesome, especially when we're talking about survivability. Uh, like with Padme, just you know, loading him up with health and helping make everyone else survive longer and not to mention give the buffs, stun on basic. I mean, I could go all day, but R2 is just a beast. And um, But he's on this list primarily because of number crunch. For which team again? All of them. 
all of the teams. All of them? Yes. I don't think that I use him in a single team in Lightside TV. That's why I was curious. Um, So I've had really good success using him with Padme. I've gone 4 for 4 with him on a Padme squad. I've gone 4 for 4 with him on an RJT squad. So he's, he's pretty badass, I have to admit. Gotcha. Yep. I, I mean, he's. I could see exactly why you would use him, so makes sense. All right. What is your next one? Oh, this one was huge for me, <laughs> but it also requires a very big legendary event, but that is General Skywalker and getting him to seven stars so that you can relic him. That's a good one. He... My... My combat mission waves doubled when I got him to gear 13. And I got him seven star. Yeah. He's I just can too. He's way better a leader for the clones on combat missions than Shakti is. Shakti will still get you through some of those. Shakti's like a one to two waves leader I, for the clones. I have better luck with Shakti as hard as it is to believe. I don't believe it because <laughs> it's crazy. Gas will get gas gets me through up to the fourth. It was like doubling the output that I had with Shakti. Nice. Well, that's good. So, I He's usually, awesome. like, you're, you're talking about using R2D2 or C3PO with the Galactic Republic, but I usually end up using uh, Shakti with them or in I the like Jedi it. squad. Yeah. So she's awesome in both of those for sure. And there's. Yeah, no doubt. One of the, one of the best Jedis. So, I mean, yep. having her available outside of clones to put in your jedi squad works out pretty well yep for sure just completes the team better at least in that case so and not to mention she's another person that can call in (laughs) yoda for attacks and you can never have too many people calling in yoda for attacks um and often like yeah she's she can kind of build she kind of makes it easier to pull Bastila, Bastila out 100%. if you wanted to use Bastila as a lead to have that second Jedi, good Jedi squad. No doubt about it. 100% true. Yep. Um, all right, moving on to my next one. And I am still staying on the resistance train with veteran smuggler Han. I did not know what I was going to use him for until they announced that uh, that resistance change. And then, of course, I didn't mind gearing him up at that point. Uh, had to for Kylo, obviously. But, man, Varen Smuggler Han is a beast with RJT. He is... Uh, I am shocked. I-, I expected him to be amazing. I didn't expect him to be this good. The AoE ability block. The double taps. Which means more exposes, more turn meter. He has days. He staggers. Uh, he, what the hell does this guy not do? He doesn't have great damage output and he's kind of squishy. But other than that, if you talk about controlling a team and making your RJT team far more effective, man, Vern Smuggler Han is a beast. And even though I've only got him at Relic 3, um, he's not super survivable. That's the only problem. But... Because of everything he does, I mean, he can he can get the train going to where it doesn't matter that he's not survivable. The team just trucks people. I want to say, like most, um, uh, like most attackers that are good, they're not always t- 
tanky. So that's true. It makes sense that he's that survivability is lower than other characters. So very true. All right. So what is your next one? I didn't have another one listed written down, but I will say this after just talking about another person to call in Yoda, I put Yoda on the list too, because my Jedi team only has two relic characters on it, or at least the one I use to get a lot of waves. And that is Mm -hmm. uh, Yoda is the other relic. I got Yoda at relic four. having him and Joe Lee relic is enough to make that team good. His damage skyrockets. Oh yeah. It's just nasty. So I'd say Yoda, because of all the extra damage, take him to wherever you want as a relic character. But Yoda is amazing. 100%. And you're not having him relic is not just a light side territory battle thing. It's going to help you everywhere. So it's great in the light side territory battle. It's great outside of it. But having Yoda relic is another big one. Cannot disagree at all. Um, so my next one, I am going to jump on the. Uh, the Jedi train and say General Kenobi. Uh, General Kenobi is great for multiple reasons. One, his ship. Uh, that was really a tilting point to make me put him on this list is having a max General Kenobi's negotiator is pretty crucial for beating some of these battles, not to mention completing all the platoons and slice one helps tremendously. But, um, General Kenobi, I mean, he fits on a Jedi squad, he fits on a Padme squad, whichever one you've got ready to go, throw Jedi, or sorry, uh, General Kenobi on there, and you'll be in a pretty good spot. He's just, he's a freaking great character. I mean, he fits, he works on every single team imaginable. He's just a freaking beast, so you you will never regret relicking that guy. Still, well, A, my favorite character in all of Star Wars. Yes. And then B... Uh, the fact that he's just so good and has been ever since he released is just the fact that relics don't make him worse. Obviously, I don't know who that would do that to, but the fact that he wasn't bad before and he didn't need relics to stay good just means that every relic level you put on him makes him that much better. And he is a beast. I, what relic do level do Uh, I have? Probably just at relic four, but even at relic four, he's... He's nasty. Relic levels make a bigger difference for him on a Padme squad than on a Jedi squad. Jedi squad, not quite as much, but on Padme squad, I mean... I mean, mine's at 90,000 health, 60,000 protection. 90,000 health. That's pretty good. I doubt my mods are super optimized on him, but even then, that's... You're already up to 150,000 effective health power. So it's huge. I am at 100,000 health with 64,000 protection, but I have a couple of defense sets on him. He's at 72.3% uh, armor. So, I mean, he can he can take some serious shots. Um, on the territory battle, you're better off going with high health because Droideka, but um, I don't like moving mods, so I leave the two defense sets that I have on him on him. So he's basically got four health primaries, one health set, and uh, Relic 7, he's a beast. Yep, no doubt. All right. Um, let's see. Let's let's go ahead and move on to this next topic. All right. All right. 
Always in motion, the future is. To the calendar, we must look. And this week on the calendar, we are looking backwards. So I thought this would be kind of a fun so experiment. Fun to reminisce. Yeah, hell yeah, I like it is. to reminisce. So there's one I, I tried to put it with different ones than you. So well, we'll see. There's one that I see on your that list really... that I wish I would have put on there because oh, oh, I hated it. Um, so we're gonna look back with characters who used to be unbelievably annoying in Swaga, but are kind of <laughs> awful or not as good now. Um, trivial they're just trivial now unlike the trivials the past they were yes so um these aren't in any particular order these are just we thought this would be kind of fun and some interesting characters and because i know a lot there are a lot of newer players that listen to the podcast that probably don't remember some of these times so you guys might find it they're like wait that those characters were good at one exactly (laughs) yes so uh my first one's gonna be royal guard I know yes. you don't have him geared up. You might not even have him farm, but there was a time when Royal Guard was the meta. You had him on your arena squad and he gave the defense up, which made characters really difficult to kill. And he had that stun on basic. Oh, and the taunts. He was impossible to get through. I remember... I think it was he when was super annoying. level gear level seven or eight was the cap. And like this it, was before protection. Yeah, way before protection, yes. <laughs> like when health was the, the main yes. thing in the game, and his taunt would trigger oh. every time a character went below fifty percent health. And it happened constantly. Like you could All not the get time. around it's that like, bastard. This oh. was like the original this is like the I it's almost in a way, kind of what I feel like General Kenobi was based around, only in a different way. Once That's Kenobi a good point. Yeah, triggered because Kenobi's trigger is better than Royal Guard's trigger is, but Royal Guard's trigger was what worked in the game at that time. So Kenobi triggers on crits on your on your teammates. Royal Guard's triggered when you went below fifty yeah. percent on a character, and it pretty much meant that. He was taunting all the time at random times when you were trying to kill somebody and now you can't and they're going to heal up again. And the second you yep. take them on below 50% health, Royal Guard's just going to taunt again. It, it, oh, he was a nightmare. Well, I hadn't thought about the General Kenobi comparison, but yeah, I mean, it's like they made General Kenobi do what Royal Guard did in the beginning. And yeah, it's crazy. And do it better. Yeah, yeah way like, better. But it's... man, he was annoying. Especially when people paired him with Barris, because you'd have that constant... Uh, oh, back then, they didn't have the Zeta, so you didn't have the 20% health recovery on a crit, but the health equalization was there, and oh my lord. <laughs> here's, here's one that didn't oh. make either of our lists. Barris before they reworked her Zeta or made the Zeta do what it was supposed to. Remember when you, even if she died, the health equalization. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah. So you're like, even if you kill her, this is still happening. So yeah, that's another really good one. I hadn't thought about that. Dude, she was OP as hell. When she first came into the game, she hit like a freaking truck and she was a healer. Like, cause I started playing like, (laughs) The game had been out a couple weeks, and they had the Sparisoffi pack. I'm like, 
that seems like a decent deal for 10 bucks, but nah, I'll pass. And then I started facing her in arenas. I'm like, damn, maybe she is worth it. She's a <laughs> beast. Um, but she ended what? up getting nerfed at some point. But Yeah, as all the good things do. Uh, yes. All right, so what's your first one? Uh, my first one is Count Dooku's lead. No! <laughs> Rest oh. in peace, Count Dooku's lead. Oh. God, I I'm not saying Count lead. Dooku's lead's bad now. I'm just saying Ugh. his old lead was super annoying in Arena, and uh, everybody was using it. It was the worst. And it, it was, was that dodge meta between between Dooku oh God. and old Ben. Yeah. Two of the worst, <laughs> which were the same meta at the same time. Complete and utter dodge fest for everybody. Yeah. Count Dooku lead. Even throw an old bin lead a little bit there at the same time. That's just, that's number one. It, it was not horrible. number one, but that's my first one. Well, and Dooku was so bad because you either miss him and you're pissed or you hit him and you're stunned and then pissed. Like, it's just so freaking annoying. Yeah, I don't miss that at all. Oh, terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So my next one is. Man, when she came to the game, I think she was chromium only. Chromium only, so no one really had her. She had that stealth. The people that did. Yeah. Well, she her stealth was set up, so she would stay stealth the entire time. And she always, always triple tapped. Triple tapped. <laughs> uh, and that was Leia, Princess, Princess Leia. Leia. For Ooh. anyone that could not guess. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. I mean, she would truck your team, um, especially with like that Akbar lead. Because when she got called in, you're like, "Well, I'm done. Like, it's just, it's, it's over." Every time you would sit and think, "One attack, okay, don't hit another one." Yeah, two attacks. All right, there's no way they're gonna hit the third. Ah! Yep. And they were always crits. And always, they always crit. Like, why are you doing this yeah. to me? Yeah. She's- what have I done to you? She's awesome. I, she's a character that, yeah. Never mind. I, I'll save that for. Slow your roll. Yeah, I'll save it. All right. What's your next one? Uh, my next one is Churret and Baze. Ooh. Especially tanking in the arena. Man, yeah, they were a those pain two in the ass. together. Like, I'm not saying they're bad now, but they're definitely not talked about at all. No. But when they came out, those two together, if you had them. Oh, yeah. Like, I think I said this a couple of weeks ago that I bought. Actually, the last time I bought a Chromium pack was attempting to get Bays. And I think I spent 20 bucks and got Bays. And I never have bought a Chromium since then. But I did it just to get Bays so that I could have Churret and Bays to tank in my arena because they were just so disgustingly annoying. Even they were at low impossible stars. to get through. I mean,. Damn near impossible. Oh, it is. Those two still super fun. I mean, they're those two oh, together yeah, sure. are like one of beyond like Wedge and Biggs. Uh, this was the second buddy buddy cop duo here that was in the game that everybody wanted to have. Yep, hundred percent. I mean, well, the big thing, is like you know, I used to run Chariot in Arena without Bays and. You know, just because of he hit like a truck and he had that, um, you know, that heel, which was just nasty. And then, you know, if you ran Baze, well, my Baze is like still gear seven or something, but that AOE dispels, oh, so annoying. 
You got the AOE dispel, and then his other special is another dispel. Oh, Not to yeah. mention you have Churrit, who's who's putting heal over time out everywhere, and then his special yep. is is the damage is I think the damage is based on how many buffs are out. So if you would just have a ass ton of hots out on your entire team, oh. he's just going to hit like a truck. I, I, Those two, I love that team. I Those do remember this awesome. though. Um, Boba used to do work to these guys. And that, that was why I never really had an issue with them. I got fine through the meta without them because I had Boba who would just freaking nuke people. And it was pretty awesome. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, that is a good one. So my next one is going to be Sunfock. And there was a time when bugs were terrible, but Sunfock was a beast. The only time I bought Chromiums was trying to get Sunfock. I don't remember if I got him or not. It was a long time ago, but uh, Sunfog was a beast because he freaking was hard to get through. He was tanky as hell. He had counters and he dispelled on the basic, as you know. Um, that's very annoying when you're trying to get through someone quickly, especially back in those days. Oh, he was rough, really rough. Yeah, he's a jerk. Yeah, especially because the first time you hit him, he instantly dispelled your tank, and now your whole team was right wide open. <laughs> yep i mean that's just and you know he's still a really good character you know we got 3v3 going on right now he's a good character to kind of take a second look at maybe putting in with separatist or using as a lone tank just because he can be still be used in the same way um i mean yeah he's he's pretty awesome like he's a good character yep no doubt um all right, so what is your next one? Scavenger Ray. We're going all the way back. Ooh. Like We're running it all the way back to the yeah. beginning of the game. Also a Chromium-only character. Also really annoying because her damage output compared to what was out there at the time was ridiculous. Yep. If she came in and tr- used that triple tap ability on you, you she was one-shotting someone. Yep. No doubt. Every time. For she sure. was really annoying. She, I mean, she's still decent now, but people don't even really consider her as a first option for most resistance teams. So I'd say she's not awful, but she's definitely not held in the regard she did it when this game came out. Because when she this came out, man, she was a damage machine. She could she filled in on any team as the damage dealer. Pretty much any arena team in the oh, yeah. beginnings of this game had her and uh, yep. Geo a soldier. Yes. Because those two were ridiculous when this game came out. Yep. Yeah, she was She was not someone you wanted to mess around with because, I mean, she would... When the big thing was she had the foresight. You know, she could gain the foresight and then the offense up and then just come back and nuke you if you weren't able to stop her and get rid of her buffs in some way it's awesome <laughs> yeah for sure um all right so my next one is going to be qui-gon jinn uh quite there was a point where qui-gon jinn was like a key to beating the rancor because he was one of the only characters i think the him and tebow and rex were about and the only ones that had really good turn meter reduction and dude Qui-Gon had that really awesome ability where he called 
you know, he would attack and then call in an assist. He would dispel buffs. For everything that he has, you would think he would still be better because his entire kit, you know, turn mirror gain, turn mirror reduction, assists, and dispels all in one kit. And yet, eh, I don't know. Um, I would like to relic him eventually because I, I do use his lead sometimes in Grand Arena, you know, with like Ayla and Shakti. And I mean, he can do some work, but it's just it's a little underwhelming. I'm kind of disappointed to see how far he's fallen. I, it's, it's, he's an interesting relic opportunity to see what he can do. I mean, he's still one of the best Jedi and you still need two Jedi teams. So it's interesting. A, his leader ability and B that, uh, just the fact that he's one of the better Jedi but I doubt, I doubt you're going to be doing turn meter reduction in light side GOTB with him. No. Who knows, no. though? No. <laughs> nope. You got me thinking about the Rancor again. This is a little off topic, but one character that never caught on that I thought that... if I think if people had caught on to it earlier before Rancor just kind of became really easy was Tusken Raider back in the day. Yeah. Because he was a Galactic War Store character, mm-hmm. easy to get up to seven stars. Term and he reduction. had a 55% chance to remove 50 turn meter every time he went. Uh, Scout was the same way. He walked Scout. Um, those two yeah. characters, if you had either either one of them, you were in a pretty good spot for the uh, the Rancor raid. <laughs> Joker in chat. Remember when Tebow was glitched? I remember a lot of I, weird things going on with Tebow back in the day. Man, I remember when he was glitched. I can't remember what the glitch was. There, there were a lot of. I think it had to do with guy. the stealth. Yeah, I think I he think would stay stealth, stealth basically. Um, mm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he could be really annoying. All right, <laughs> what is your next one? All right, well, I've never used this character. Obviously, he's at two star, but that's Lando. There were a lot there, you know. Back when the Dream Team, the Wink Dream Team was around and people started catching on using Lando and different team comps and such, Lando and that AoE were really, really annoying for Mm. a long time. Interesting. And I only put him on there because he, I saw him a lot and now you never see him. Yeah, I mean, that that's his, still my favorite his, arena team I have ever had in this game was that Lando team. It was a machine, an absolute <laughs> machine. Loved it. <laughs> that is, I always thought his kit was super cool, but it's I never had cool. him. Yeah. And it's just a really interesting one, but it's so RNG dependent that it makes it a roll of the dice now. Yeah. So I don't know how good he'd be at relics, but uh how would those relic how would those uh RNG hits go? That's yeah. the question. Mine's still two star. And here th- gear six. Forever. I'm sitting here oh, I almost clicked that. Woo! Almost almost became three star there for a second. <laughs> uh nice. no, I'm at three fifteen out of twenty five shards, so He's seven star, but uh, yeah, but I got him still sitting at two. <laughs> Maybe one of these days, um, if I right. have to. There so only, it'll only happen if I ever have to do that. Uh, I I assumed you're proud of that two star. 
Um, so my next nobody one. Nobody else. I guarantee nobody has a two star Lando. I would like, yeah. If somebody does, like, send a screenshot. Of that 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 would be. Impressive. If anyone out there has a two star Lando, send me a picture of it because I want to see it. <laughs> but as of right now, I still believe that me clicking on that link on a Twitter post and getting a two star Lando for free <laughs> when he unlocks it four star yep. makes me one of. One of, if not the only people in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes with a two-star Lando. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Not, not. That's a short list. <laughs> um, all right. So my last one is not a character that is awful now. It's a character that is still really good. But he was so annoying back then because you either had him or you were screwed. And that would be Rex. And... That le- that leader ability is just it's freaking money. It was it's never not been awesome in this game. I mean, if you had that, you got more than your money's worth on that leader ability. He had the turn meter reduction. He had the turn meter gain. This was before he had the nuke ability. I mean, God, he was freaking good. I couldn't believe they reworked him, and yet they did. Made it better. <laughs> like. Yeah. Somehow still rework him and he's still ridiculously good. Yep. Oh yeah, Joker brings up a good point. The triple cleanse. So you'd have uh Rex, Chariot, and um was it Kenobi? And they would always be uh cleansing each other and you would not be able to get you know, debuffs were basically debuffs. worthless. Like not gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, that was annoying. <laughs> the triple cleanse team i remember that good stuff all right what is your last one all right I, I pretty much all of mine have gone pretty far back but i'm going to keep going far back because have so many annoying things back then but that's darth sidious i, like I don't it. know if you remember when he was ridiculously powerful i do when that aoe he would do he was a fantastic take leader out, when that aoe would take out three of your characters in one shot like two or three two or three moves into the match and you're just like why is this guy so powerful yep 100 percent. now no one even thinks about him but darth sidious at one point in this game was op like yeah ridiculous he was one of the earliest metas like that was the leader ability you basically had to have um he still has one of the coolest animations in the game yeah that AOE you never see it anymore yeah but that that aoe it's fantastic deal physical damage to all enemies and inflict damage over time and expose for two turns this attack inflicts two additional damage over time effects on critical hit redonkulous yep totally agree it was but i mean what do you expect he did become the emperor so that's and he led the senate i would expect nothing <laughs> less um so it's kind of sad at this point that he is where he is but maybe one day yep it's such a cool cool model for the character too yeah he's re- like he's, he's got really that cool he's got that hood that you can't see his eyes but he's got that menacing freaking smile yeah i'd like to see him be good again um he's he's really cool he's man 
he's another character that I think would be really fun to gear up nowadays and see how he is. But um, that I don't even remember what his his Zeta was. A hundred percent tournamenter gain chance plus fifty percent potency and gain max health equal to potency percentage. And that was on statistically. Darth Sidious recovers twenty percent of his max health and gains fifty percent turn meter whenever any unit is defeated. In addition, he has thirty-five percent evasion against Jedi attacks plus fifty percent potency and gains max health equal to his potency percentage. You know, I'm just this is really dumb. And I fully admit that. But just reading that... Wow, what did my voice just do there? That was weird. Just reading that, a relic Zeta Darth Sidious doesn't sound too horrible for little dark side Geonosis. You yeah. fight a lot of Jedi. That's true. Thir- was it 35% evasion? Good luck hitting him. 35% evasion plus 50% potency and gains max health equal to his potency. Yeah, I mean, he'd have a lot of health like under a uh, Emperor Palpatine lead. Not to mention with mm-hmm. all the debuffs. He'd be really cool under that team. Well. Interesting. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um. So, just talking about how we'd like to gear him up is actually kind of going to lead into our next topic. So, uh, go ahead and move along. Let's do it. Like, what are you even doing? Do you you even mod, bro? (laughs) Hashtag, do you even mod, bro? (laughs) Oh my god, mind blown. Oh, man. So, talking about characters we would like to mod and or relic up. That is actually going to be the topic. We're going to go over five unconventional rebels whom we would like to relic. So, um, I think this can be kind of fun. So, Darth Sidious would obviously be on this if we're talking about Sith. But we're not talking about Sith. You want to go first? I will go first. And I'm looking at the list. We only have two that are the same, or one that's the same, so that's oh, good. Nice. Um, and we have a duo, which is going to be each of our first ones is a duo. Yeah, both of us have duos the first. I'm going to skip talking about the duo first. I'm going to talk about the one that you already have, so I know that you'll agree with this. But for me, an unconventional rebel that I would like to relic is Stormtrooper Hall. Ah, it's a good one. <laughs> I can't deny So I only put him on there because I don't have him relic yet. I know you do. I know I want him. I know he's good with that Zeta. So Stormtrooper Han is definitely one of the rebels, unconventional rebels that I really want relic. He's crazy fun. So, so versatile and like him with what you put him, what with anything else, anything. (laughs) And it's just, it's a smashing, just, I mean, it it wrecks everything. It's it's just it's it's awesome. I love nasty. it. Nasty, yeah. It's nasty. Maybe not everything, but you can be a lot of stuff with it. I've used that with Wampa. I think it was that those two with Wampa and Thrawn. It's basically only Wampa and Stormtrooper Han were Gear Thirteen, and I've smashed First Order teams like really good First Order teams with that, um, and got sixty one banners. I mean, like there is. Stormtrooper Han really allows you to do quite a bit 
especially when he has a Zeta, just because it's hard to get through. You got hit him awfully damn hard to budge his protection down. If, if, if you don't, it's going up. So you got to be careful. Yep. That, and then all that turn meter gain is just the icing on the cake. Yep. That's what, the 100%. So. I I love that one. He he didn't make my list surprisingly, but I guess that's because we would these are characters we would like to relic. Now I've got them done, but um, <laughs> so I will go ahead and talk about a character we've already talked about tonight, and that would be Lando Calrissian. Lando, man, I just I want to see what that AOE does. Uh, relic, I you know I want to take him and. I want to, you know, put him with like a fast stormtrooper Han and Admiral Akbar and just make that awesome turn order team that I used to use and throw it on defense and see how many people get stuck behind it. Because if, if you don't go before it, you're in trouble. I mean, even still now, it, you may beat it, but it's going to cost you some banners. It's, um, man, that sounds like a lot of fun. If he starts hitting like he used to, that'd be a lot. Definitely be a lot. Yeah, yeah. I actually calculated his damage. His damage would still be, even today, would be pretty damn good on an AOE <laughs> if if you set it up and played it. You know the the way that I used to run this team, which would basically be about getting defense down on everyone, offense up on Lando. And then letting Lando do back-to-back AOEs with, you know, using Admiral Akbar, it would do some awesome damage. Absolutely awesome. So, like Shanna Tate's question, wonder if you could make a geo counter with a relic Lando and Wigs. I feel like you'd that's have to have a tank in there, but maybe that's where, maybe that's where Bays and Shirt come in as well. I kind of like it. Kind of like it. All right. What is your next? Because you've got at least two really good AoEs there with Wigs, Wigs, yes. Wedge, and uh, Lando. Yep. So. Yeah, Lando would get slaughtered on counters. That's why I feel like you'd have to have a, a tank, and I feel like Baze would be a good tank there because of... I kind of forget exactly how his taunt works. We'll go right into my next one. Remember, okay. I'm gonna go with my doubles because it's kind of what we're talking about here. But my a couple here that I would like to have relic is Bayes and Shirt because I feel like they would add a lot of options for a lot of different teams as far as having a healer tank to throw in. That's good. I can't remember what what causes him to taunt. It's a buff or something, isn't it? So every time Chirrut goes below 100% health. And every time an enemy is defeated. Okay, interesting. So also could be... Also could make that Wedge Lando team a good uh, Night Sister counter. Because oh, I literally every Sister. time... Yeah. Because literally every time Zombie went down, Baze would taunt. 
No, he might taunt forever. Do you think about if if you win up against a thousand lead? Does it count as defeated enemies when they come up on basics to help attack and then they go away again? Yeah. So he'd always just always taunt. Anytime someone used a basic, he'd taunt. If someone was dead on the Night Sister team. Oh, was there any revive? It's on any defeat, or, defeated enemy. Uh, he taunts. Yeah, he would be taunting a lot then. Yeah, for sure. So that could be very interesting as as well. I like it. Cool. Uh, anything else to say about that pair? Uh, before I continue to. To Forsuero's comment in chat, you can't beat Geos with pure damage. GG disagrees. That's fair. <laughs> you you can't get great banners against Geos with pure damage. Yeah. If we're talking banners, then no. Yeah. You can definitely beat uh, them with pure damage. For sure. Um, all right. So I'll go ahead and move, move on to my pairing also. And I've already talked about them. Uh, they are characters I am intending to take to Gear 13 here very soon, and that is Scarecrow, Pathfinder, and Bistun. And that is because um, ship, basically. Bistun's Ewing is absolutely awesome. But Scarecrow, Pathfinder, actually thinks really good tank, um, just because, I mean, Termir gain on basic and revives and taunts and blah, blah, blah. He's just awesome. He's a really good character. Not overpowered, simple, but good. Uh, Bistun is mostly useless um i just i would never use him for anything other than his ship but i kind of think it might be he's being i mean he becomes an option then in 3v3 that's true you could throw him on defense because people aren't going to know what to do with him i mean how do you handle a character that you literally never see hmm? i like joker's question I want to know how much damage Bistan's special can do at relic levels. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Because isn't it based on his potency? Um, I can't remember exactly. Let's... Uh, no, I got I him right. He, oh, that's... So do I. So his special ability, um, remove turn meter equal to his potency. Okay. What's his um, other special? Oh, his other special is frenzy. frenzy. And, you know, that's... You, you know, he's another one of those characters you can kind of set up a turn order team to some degree. Um, you know, just kind of stack speeds on top of each other where, um, you know, he just goes every other turn, basically. Uh, so, yeah, that's potential. I think it used to be that... Um, sometimes I forget how to sort by these things on... On GG, Swaga.gg, but their abilities, there we go. Let's see. Special. Now let's find them. Because I do believe that special has always been near the top as far as damage goes. Yeah, I, the, the damage thing on there is not really useful because then you have the multiplier and... Yeah. Yeah, but if base is high enough, start adding the relics in there, and the base really gets helped out. I don't know. I can't find it. Anyways, 
Anyway, what is your next one? Wait, wait, wait. Here it is. If you're going by physical damage abilities, Biston's gunner tactics is still second as far as base damage goes. Interesting. Second only to Hot Hand by Young Lando Can- Calrissian. Which is, both of those are right above Assassination Protocol from HK-47. Interesting. Which we all know is very, very good. The more you know. <laughs> what brought behind HKs? Sith Marauder's victory through power, the one where he throws both his lightsabers. Yeah, that's a dangerous attack. <laughs> Do not be in the way of those coming by your head. Got that those base damage. Is Cassian's up there? Uh Man. It might used to have been, but it's not anymore. I didn't put Cassian on this list, but I considered him. He has a really cool kit. But, um what is your next one? Um, something we talked about last week. Hoth Rebel Scout. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> just the uh plug and play of Hoth Rebel Scout. I yep. really liked after talking about it last week. Uh his kit beyond the unique is really good, but even the unique uh is half it's half as effective if you're not fighting empire, but it's still useful. I just really like Scout after looking at him again because it was good before uh you know with all the stuff that he does, and I think he could still be good. So, at, at the very least, is a plug and play because none of his abilities are based on synergy. Yeah, that that's true. He's uh he's very much plug and play. No doubt. I like it. So, my next one's gonna be a character I already talked about tonight, and that's Princess Leia with her nasty triple tap. Um. She she's one I'd like to get going again just because she I mean she can still be kind of deadly and especially at relic levels I mean she'd still hit pretty hard um I don't know what the hell I'd do with her but um that that is one that I think would just be fun to do also plug and play yeah that's true very much so so very plug and play friendly. And, uh, yeah, so it'd work out for sure. Have another damage dealer when you're looking for that damage dealer to fill out a team like I was doing all day long today in 3v3. So you know, it's to have her as an option. I agree. All right. What's your next one? Uh, one character that I find very fun. I'd have to fit, find a way to fit her into a team that, took full advantage of her abilities but she's always been decent if you can do that especially in like a uh, uh, Rogue One team she w- she always did pretty well in there uh, and that is Ahsoka Tano Fulcrum hmm, I like it I have her one. I had her gear 12 12.5 on my alt before I quit playing it and I used her for on any rebel squad as, as another damage dealer. Really, really good at gear 12. Uh, I never really took full advantage of the buff stuff on her because of just trying to get her in to use her. But if you had the team to use her on, I believe she would be ridiculous. 
Yeah, she's I great with totally Ewoks as well. I got to totally imagine her being great. She's with good Ewoks, with Ewoks. With all the buffs. Oh yeah, all the buffs, so. because her her yes. special ability damage and extra hits is based on how many unique buffs she has. Right. So if she steals all the buffs that are on all the Ewoks and then uses that special ability, it's going to be very bad for whoever she is. I like it. That's a good one. Man, she'd have so much versati- so much more versatility if she was a Jedi. Yeah. That Definitely be... not the story with her, though. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, all right. So my next one, and then our final one will be the same character, but my next one is going to be Ezra Bridger. And that's because he is, of course, a Jedi. He's pretty awesome. He hits really hard. I have a Zeta on him and he fits in multiple teams. You know, characters like him that fit on rebels and Jedi are pretty awesome. Um, you know, just because they're so plug and play, like when we come to grand arena and, you know, really doing anything, it, you know, it'd be nice to have another really good Jedi to kind of round out, um, you know, another Jedi squad. So I think Ezra will be on my list at some point. I'm not sure when. Plus, he has a really good ship that hits hard and relicking him would just make it hit harder. So uh, he's yeah. another one that is on my list to do one of these days. Bonus, because this isn't on my list, but something that I've thought about in the past just because of some of the things I've seen in our podcast chat, and that is uh, Kanan. Yeah, that's another good one. I forgot about him. Because Kanan at Relic Levels is pretty ridiculous as well. Yeah. He is a gear hog, which is why he's only gear eight for me. Never going to happen. He's a cool Jedi. Yep. All right, so what is our last one? Our last one together is one of the heroes of Hoth. No, it's not the special mission Rolo. Forget that one. She's just yeah. not going to happen. No. She's reworked or something. But Captain Han Solo. Days on basic. Revives. Heals. Everything you would want in a support character. He's got mm-hmm. it. In I just think he's great. And I would love to see him get more play. And I feel like the only way that's going to happen is if he's relicked out and has the stats to be usable on a team. I agree. Um, I think he's an excellent... I mean, I think he could be a great candidate for the new territory battle um, just because of the revives and everything. He is, he's is. he He's got a really good kit. It's super solid. It's just, you know, he does need a little bit more to uh, really make it good, and Relic Levels would probably do that for him. Um, if you know anyone that has a Relic Captain Han that is good and has had success with it, let us know, because I would be kind of curious. Um, I'm guessing you could probably ask anyone in Ma. (laughs) You could probably ask anyone in Ma. That is true, yeah. But, yeah, I'm with you. That's Anyone that has one and they're using it or trying to make it usable, let us know, because I'm really curious. For sure. For sure. Well, since we don't have a road ahead, that pretty much covers this week. Unfortunately, hopefully, next week we will have something more in-depth to talk about. Actual newsworthy and such. Um, But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe we'll be doing more top fives next week. We'll see. 
<laughs> Maybe. Yeah, you never know. Never know. Never so. know. We got that light side I mean, just... battle coming up, so good luck to all of you in that. Uh, Godspeed. You guys improve your waves. <laughs> um, you know, hopefully us talking about some of these relic characters we like for that territory battle will help you guys out if you're sitting on some material and on the fence about someone. We'll see. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I want to say thank you to everyone that stuck it through the podcast, even despite our technical difficulties at the beginning, but we made it through without any issues, so that's good. Wink did not cut out on me once. So I'd like to say despite what we went through at the beginning, the podcast actually went pretty smooth. So Yeah, I went and restarted my router, so that that seemed to help. I might do that every week before the podcast. I was going to say, maybe we should do that every week before the podcast. Can't hurt. Yeah. All right, unless it dies, then we'd be real screwed. <laughs> no, that's that's true. That's true. All right, uh, just a few last things to mention. Thank you to Blue Microphones for sponsoring this podcast, as they have for the past three plus years. It's been a while. They get, these guys are awesome. Always keeping this uh, podcast sounding great and uh, looking great. So appreciate to, to Blue Microphones soon. for that. Oh yeah, we got to spread that blue love. Blue yeah love. that sounds weird but anyways we gotta spread Ooh, that love, love so love. we'll do some giveaways here in a little bit but uh sounds good stay tuned for that uh if you want to talk to us discord.me slash shattered or go check it out because we are there all week long uh talking having fun as much as we can in the current climate we're just trying to get through to that road ahead post i know things are a little quiet across the whole swugga discord realm right now people waiting and waiting to see what happens but we do have a lot of fun conversations about all the events that come out throughout the week and anything else combat waves uh gac counters all that kind of stuff so if you need any help you want to help other people that's the place to do it if you want to if you don't have discord but you want to get in contact with us the shattered order at gmail.com is where you can do that we get those emails we respond to those emails and everything is i almost said gucci kosher (laughs) <laughs> everything oh. is good uh all right so um yeah, yeah, yeah i i agree with all that uh <laughs> there didn't... are two there are two things i have to tack on to the end of the podcast all right i hope you guys haven't tuned out yet because this is going to be good because um, oh i know where so, this is going <laughs> so shannon tate mentions in the chat Want to give a fr- shout out to our friends, Cantina Vizla, um, Stan and Sparrow, who's had their 100th episode. So make sure you guys check those out. We need to do another collab with them here pretty soon. But Oh, no, it's um, been too long. Way too long. All right. So it's time. Because not only have I had this argument on the Facebook Swaga page yesterday, I believe. We had somebody who I presume is a podcast listener uh, come come to our Discord, Discord uh, our onboarding Recruitment Discord, Discord yeah, to, to troll. troll a little, like, little bit. And you know, I, I I love friendly banter. I don't mind people trolling. However, however, this bitching about sandbagging has got to stop. What the hell is wrong with you people? What what on what freaking planet does it make any damn sense 
for a guild to force all 50 people to join a territory war, especially if you're a semi-casual guild at all. When people have lives, when it's a holiday, like if you go in with 45 people and you're just bitching because of, oh, you, you know, my opponent's sandbagging, you know, if we lose it, don't count. Yeah, go check your ego at the door, piss off. It's freaking ridiculous. I am sick and tired of seeing people bitch about this constantly. It's absolutely insane. Like, the the fact that people get so irritated because guilds don't get all 50 people in. Like, what, one, are there any guilds that tell people who would normally be active to not join a territory war aside from something like a punishment for not posting enough bears or something along those lines. I don't think it, I doubt anyone does that. There might there be a couple some, guilds, but they're small. Maybe. Amounts. Yeah. It's no, that's Any, just it's because just, you see, thing. just because you see a, a, a GP drop and then you get matched with someone does not automatically mean that they're trying to sandbag you. Yes. There are a lot of things that go on in the world of people that play this games to where A, they can't join. B, mm-hmm. like you said, they're told not to join because the last time they joined, they didn't do anything, which ultimately hurts you and helps your opponent. So why would I tell someone to join the territory war that's going to hurt us, but ultimately help the opponent? That's stupid. So if you can't do what you're supposed to do in territory wars, you're not going to be allowed to join it. That's just the way it is. It's nothing about the opponent it's about our chances to win and if this guy can't do anything he's not joining i'm not going to tell someone to join because it's going to make someone else mad yeah because oh you just lost a guy with seven million gp and you're sorry well i mean so (laughs) forcing people to join forcing all 50 people to join even if they cannot play would be like an NFL team going out and signing a really expensive player and then never playing them. It it doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. It's horrible logic. It makes no sense. It just, it really, really gets under my skin. It's just, it's so stupid. Just, just stop. The only reason it really gets under my skin is because I'm not naming names or anything, but the person that trolled us, I actually sought them out, added them as a friend on Discord, went to them and told them the situation because I don't like being accused of cheating. And even in the process of this conversation, that person still kept telling me that I was cheating and I'm making this up and that we did this to hurt their guild. Guess what? They ended up winning. We didn't do this to sandbag to win. We did this so that people that couldn't play wouldn't play. You don't like how we run our guild. We don't give a shit. I mean, that's too bad. That's the way it is. I mean, like we don't force people to join territory war. We've, as we've always mentioned, we're primarily a territory battle guild. Um, We get very pissy if people don't participate in that because it also works a little bit different. I mean, territory war, it's 24 hours that you kind of have to check multiple times. You can't go in, do it all at once, knock it out and be done with it. Um, it, it requires a little bit more regular commitment. It's quite a bit different and yeah, we, we manage our guilt different. You know what? If you think we're sandbagging, go kick rocks. That's how I feel. (laughs) 
Yeah. Kick was, a big one that, really that, hard. That one really pissed me off this week, especially when yeah. you, I'm telling you straight to the, your face exactly what's going on, and you're yeah. still accusing well, I mean, me that, of cheating, even after whole, I spent my time yeah. seeking you out to to clear my own name. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, I, 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 I don't care. I mean, we had... I mean, we've had a couple people quit recently. We had a officer who recently quit playing Swaga. We had uh, someone else. Actually, I think we have two other people that have quit that are technically still in the guild. We have three people like, in the guild, three accounts in the guild right now that have quit the game but stay on to correct. help us with territory battles until we fill the spots. Yeah. So those people joining Territory Wars is not going to happen because... That takes even more commitment than the territory battle does, and they're not there for that. So, so if you whatever. think we're Anyways. sandbagging, um, yeah, get get the hell out of here with that crap. So, <laughs> anyways, anyway, so if you want you want to talk to us? Shadowrunner at gmail <laughs> Um, exactly. thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week with episode one hundred and ninety-eight. We are almost to that mythical magical 200 number so we'll see what we can what we decide to do for that one but uh yeah we'll be there soon only three weeks away so thanks for listening and uh we'll catch you guys all next week for 198 later later guys